Amateur Sports Hour. Skyly, Ethan, and I talk everything from is springtime the best part of the sports season to how the Nebraska softball team is dominating teams while the Husker baseball team isn't. That and much more. So buckle up and let's go. Welcome back in episode number two of the Amateur Sports Hour, second episode. First one uh, with AOK, so we decided to do a second one, just three amateurs talking some sports. It's me, Sam, Skyly, and Ethan alongside you here once again. How's everybody doing? How's everybody's April going? We're getting closer to the end of school. How's, that, how's everything going? It's it's good. We got a Pelicans game on tonight, so I'm looking forward to that. School's wrapping up. We got baseball and softball wrapping up, so I'd say April's pretty good right now. I'd say it's going pretty good. I'm ready for semester to end. I'm ready for the summer. Um, my Bucks play tonight. Kind of worried now since Middleton's out. <laughs> so I don't feel as confident about going back to back, but eh, we'll see what happens. It's the Bucks. They'll, they'll pull it out. There's no way they lose in the first round, right? God, I hope not. <laughs> Especially against the Bulls. Yeah. It would be a, a very Wisconsin-esque thing, though, to lose in the first round. Like, just Wisconsin sports in general. Not fun besides yeah. Bucks last year and the <laughs> Packers 10 years ago. But just a lot of being very, very good and then losing in big games, I that's think. exactly what it is. Yeah, that's exactly You're right on the money. <laughs> I mean, I think after a while, like, the, the thing that wears off is, okay, we made it to the big game. Like, because, like, after a couple years, like, well, at least we made it, you know, or whatever. But then that wears off. You're like, I would just like to win. That's what I thought the Packers. I'm like, oh, yeah, Rodgers, he's only in his mid-20s. We're going to make it again. That's not happening. Never again. It's kind of like, then, yeah, it's kind of like me with Patrick. Like, I'm a Chiefs fan. Yeah. And with Patrick Mahomes, now the AFC West is stacked. But my friend looked at me, he's like, how does it feel to have a team that, like, can go to the Super Bowl every year? And I was like... They can though, yeah. Yeah, they I kind think of. They have a good yeah, chance, I mean they yeah. can. But the but, AFC's loaded. But the AFC's loaded, and last year they didn't play like the best. I don't know. Like that wasn't. And they still the best probably should have made the Super and Bowl. They, and they still could have made the Super Bowl, but yeah. I don't know. Ever since they, the the greatest year that I saw them play, like even the year they won the Super Bowl, like they were good. Like obviously they won the Super Bowl. Mahomes was hurt but, a couple games. But yeah, Mahomes was hurt a couple games, and. I don't know. They they had, they played a lot of close games, and that's what they've been doing. Like recently, like they don't they know that they can beat the other team, but they don't want to play till the fourth quarter, which like as a fan makes you like so mad. Right. But just watching. But yeah, I mean, springtime's here. We've got the end of school coming up. Is this the best time of year for sports? I'll, I'll throw that question out there. Um, we've got April. I would say the two like. The other argument is October, like that October, beginning of November area right in there. Um, That could compare to this, but is this the best time of year for sports? Yeah, I I would say it is because you see the best teams playing their best ball they can. And at the beginning, it's just kind of up in the air. You don't know where teams are in terms of how good they'll be on the season. But as we're wrapping it up, you kind of just get to watch the best teams in action. So I I love this time of year. Yeah, I would say this is probably the best time of the year. Um, I think October is great, too. I might be a little more biased, though, because my birthday's that month. Ah, so that helps. there it is. There yeah. it is. Well, my birthday's this month, so maybe I'm a little biased, Ooh. too. I think I think that's where our bias comes in. I think Skyway's probably the okay. most unbiased. I, yeah, opinion. I'm in July, yeah. so. So yeah. 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 I mean, and that's why, and you think summertime's better. Than I do. Yeah. The I, best, the best season. Yeah, so that's you're why right. you're right. it all revolves around your birthday. It does. I feel like it does. Everything yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. 
But, yeah, I would say 100% this has got to be the best time of year for sports. I mean, beginning of the month, you get the NCAA National Championship. It's usually the first week in April. And then the weekend after, you get the Masters. MLB opening day is usually that last week in March or that first week in April, so right around when the National Championship is going on and stuff like that as well. So you get all of those back-to-back-to-back, really, to start April. And then the NBA playoffs happen right in the middle of April now with the play-in tournament. And then the NHL playoffs are just right around the corner. Their season usually wraps up. Middle of April. Yeah, middle of April, the last week in in April, really. So you get a playoff chase in In two sports, really, in the NBA and the NHL. And then uh, you get college baseball and softball moving into conference series action uh, more than ever. There may be, like, one, like Nebraska, they play BYU, but there's usually, like, every team plays one good non-conference series, too, in the middle of April that just seems to light everything up and shake everything up, and that's for both baseball and softball. There's just so many sports going on. Uh, The one big thing isn't football. we got the USFL now, so... I don't know, maybe that maybe that boosts up spring a little bit. But I would say the only thing that October has on it is that um, baseball postseason. Baseball postseason. So you get the World Series. You get and, football. And you get football. But I feel like it's more of a a vibe, I guess, for October yeah. too. I think everybody's just kinda like really engaged in everything going on. So Yeah, and I feel more like that because the MLB's so long. It's yeah. like, oh, we're finally here. Like or the games like really, really, really matter. matter. Like yeah. in July they matter, but not as much obviously as yeah. they do in October. And uh, you have football. And you, so. and that's when conference football action yeah. starts happening. So I would say those those are the two things that October has. But I almost like having the beginning of everything kind of start I don't know what you guys think like that's the end of a lot of stuff in the middle of everything like the NFL is like kind of starting to get in the middle so is college football but you get baseball ending basketball and and stuff is starting up again and towards the end of October really the NBA but Mm -hmm. college basketball is still like a couple weeks away yeah but so I would say like you have a lot of stuff beginning and there's that April comes that's that spring beginning of oh this summer is going to be amazing and so yeah I th- I feel like that that happens in all sports too like on MLB opening day your team can win the World Series yeah, like, yeah. that's what that's what you got to think even so that's why I think April is edges it out a little bit even the Orioles can win hey you know like you got to show up to the ballpark thing this at least is on the opening year. day at least on opening at least day. on opening day oh. and then I think the O's like went zero and four to start the season so mm-hmm. I think it went down mm-hmm. the crapper pretty quick but. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> but maybe, still. Maybe in a couple years. Yeah, but still, I mean, that's just what makes, like, opening day and everything. And then you mix in, like, a national championship in there, and you're, like, burning your bracket, like, the day before. I think that makes, like, April just so it. much good. I burn it even earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't, after the first, like, yeah, round. After the first day, it honestly. Doesn't last the so first long. four, I just might burn it and not even look <laughs> at my picks. Exactly. With the way the tournament went this year. Except but. for if you pick Duke going far, then you wait a little to burn it. That was rough. Or North Carolina. Or North Carolina. Or Kansas. Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Duke, man, I tell you what. They're going to be good next year. Oh, they're going to be good next year. They're going to be so good. It it goes to show you, I mean, Jay Wright retires. That was a complete Waits to the end of the season, retires, and Coach K had to have this big (laughs) two-year-long saga, I tell you what. That's about the only thing that, like, I can really rip on Duke was just that that he just drugged tour. that yeah, thing out, you're right. and he could have just pulled the J right. right. Yeah, which or Roy Williams last year. You look at it now, like that Final Four game. Would it have been like as intense 
if you didn't know Coach K was no, going to retire. No, like I don't If you think just so. were thinking think that he was that, coming back, the storylines wouldn't have been Yeah, been no, it hyped it up so much, and that that made it that game. I but, mean, it would have been a good – everybody would have been watching that game. Yeah, North no matter, no matter what. North Carolina Duke would still be – Yeah, I mean, it, it, it would have been a huge game, but, but yeah. yeah. But another storyline was added with his yeah. retirement tour. Yeah. And Carolina did knock him out twice. I think Ooh. that was, like, the big thing, like – that was a big storyline. To knock him out at Cameron Indoor. <laughs> last home game and his last and his, and his last, last game yeah. ever. And his last yeah. game ever is a loss to North Carolina. You can't get which over I that. I think if you're Coach K, <laughs> right, that's got to be like and he's still got five titles. He's fine. Yeah, I mean, but if you're gonna lose to one team to end your career, it's got to be North Carolina. Yeah, right? yeah. Probably end your two most important games at the end of your career. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it your rival. Wasn't great, but yeah, but. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But let's get back on topic here. We got a lot to talk about today. Nebraska softball team dominating so far this season. The baseball team still sucks. Um, what else is new? Yeah, talk a little <laughs> bit about how the top teams at Nebraska have all been women's teams this year, which is very crazy. I mean, it shouldn't be crazy. That shouldn't be out there. We should but be good in everything. Yeah, we should be good in everything. But it's just this year it's a little different. Almost like it flipped the head on, you know, flipped it around. Um, new NIL deals going on here at Nebraska. Kyrie Irving uh, getting back into the headlines. Well, he's always in the headlines. But $50,000 final puts you in the headlines for a while. And then we're going to end the in the top, in the, in the show today with probably one of the worst topics we've had, the top five Husker losses since 2010. And I say worse because we're going to walk out of here like probably crying, you know. And just disappointed. Get our hopes up for the yeah. season and then get disappointed again. Yep. What else is new? <laughs> what else? What else is new? All right. So we'll start it out. Nebraska softball team dominating this season. I mean, what was the winning streaks at 18 games? Yep. The game today got postponed. It's moved tomorrow. Yeah. No. But so a double header. He- double header tomorrow against Ethan's. Homeschool. Homeschool, yep. the Badgers. Nah, Badgers. we're rooting for Nebraska. Yeah, I mean, obviously <laughs> Ethan's rooting for Nebraska. That's but right. A little bit of a little bit of the Ethan rivalry going on there, right? It sure is. <laughs> better. Nebraska better win. At least they finally beat him in basketball. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. true. That was shocking. True. They, they ended Wisconsin because they, they went yeah. to the tournament. Wisconsin just sucked. Yeah. Terrible the rest of the yeah. season. So Nebraska literally put the thorn in Wisconsin's side. Yeah. Let's see how but they had to do something good on the season. That was it. The softball team climbs number 25 in the rankings. And – Finally. Finally. Finally there. Finally, a Nebraska women's team gets recognized. Like bas- yeah. yeah, the yeah, basketball, basketball team never did. No, basketball, now they did in the way too early poll for next yeah, year. Yeah, way too early poll. What were they, like 20-something? <laughs> 22nd, I yeah, think. Yeah, something like that. 20th or 22nd, which yeah. is still amazing. It's way too and early, they, though. They're bringing a lot of people back. They've had a lot of people transfer, but it's a lot of the seniors. Yeah, so, I think they have all five yeah. starters returning, so that, that'll be huge. That'll be good. I mean, if you got Jazz Shelley on your team. Yeah. And, and Alexis Markowski, mm-hmm. like yep. you're gonna, you should be within the rankings. But softball team has climbed to number 25. They had talk. I mean, talk about the walk off win against Minnesota. What were they down like eight, eight to one. zero? Yeah, eight, eight to one. Yeah, came seven. Back. Yeah, came back by seven. It was like the most in since I don't know over ten years ago. I think crazy. I don't know. They just find a way. Yeah, just finding a way. I mean just crazy in the the fight in the heart um to come back because they knew that winning streak was coming to an end if they walked out of there i with thought the it loss. was over mm-hmm. when i saw it was 8-1 i'm like oh the streak's finally over it's done 
Yeah, and they Minnesota, proved me wrong. Yeah, and give it to Minnesota. They're a good team, but man, I, I mean, just crazy. I mean, so do you think that that comeback made? Is that what pushed them over the edge to get them in the top twenty-five, or do you think it was just finally like, oh, this team has a eighteen-game winning streak, so let's put them there? Well, I think two things. So one, yes, I do think it it pushed them over the edge a little bit. Two, um, because I well, I'll go back to one. I think the like committees that rank it, like they want to see you, like you can be winning a lot of games and like winning them handily, like Nebraska did. <clears throat> excuse me, but they want to see you like go through adversity. And like, if you yeah. can do it, yeah. that's cause I feel like that's what makes great teams. Mm-hmm. Like that's why Alabama is always so good. Cause they can win close games and we'll not mention the Memorial stadium crew. That's just sitting over to our left. I can't, but um, yeah, I mean, Nebraska or come back and like have the good enough players to come back and win that game. Number two, they're finally starting to recognize the Big Ten as being an actual good conference this year. The Big Ten baseball and softball, they're it's not predominantly like good as it is in every yeah. other sport. Like yeah. basketball and football, obviously, like the Big Ten's amazing in it. It's tough with the winter off seasons for both of them. Yeah, and so I think it's tough. And then all of these teams they play in cold weather, just like Ethan mentioned. So it's tough. They got to spend their first twenty five games on the road. And that's where I think a lot of them like run into trouble. But I think the because like they ranked like a three or four Big Ten teams this week too, including Nebraska, and which all of, I mean a lot of the teams that Nebraska has beat were in the rankings, mm-hmm. and Nebraska is only twenty five. They should definitely be in the top fifteen. We're top, yeah, I we're agree. top of the Big Ten. Yeah, and we're at the top of the Big Ten. So, so much depth. So I, I don't but know. I think they looked at it too and they go thirty three wins. We have to put that team in. Yeah, yeah. Would they have gotten in if they lost on Sunday? Yes, I I you still think so. Think so. I, mean, I don't. No, I think they. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I think it takes a lot for Nebraska to get there, and they really have to do something to make people go, wow, they're actually good. And I think that's why the women's team kind of struggled to get in the rankings too because, like, they had a win streak, but then, like you kind of mentioned, they didn't have any adversity to, like, any tough games in between there. And then when they did, they – lost a few times and then every time they lost it was like okay now we have to restart so yeah it does take a lot and i i feel like if they would have lost they wouldn't be in the rankings but who knows it takes a lot to be a good team in the country i mean it takes yeah. i mean yeah. when you're ranked number 25 you're one of the 25 best teams in college softball and i mean there's what over 100 college softball teams in the country which yeah. is i mean it's tough to get there it's tough to to get there and be playing at the level that they're playing at 13 and 0 in conference play I think is one thing if you're going to circle anything about this team it's that right there because the, the conference schedule has it been closer to the easy side yeah but it hasn't been easy yeah, easy by no, any means they no. had to go to Michigan yep. and beat Michigan which is the first time since the French Revolution that that's happened <laughs> that they beat Michigan then they come home, they take care of Rutgers. But to go on the road and sweep Michigan State, I think that's yeah. when they started to catch some eyes. Yeah. I really do. And then come home, you beat Iowa in two games, absolutely destroy them. Beat your rival. And then you beat Minnesota on Sunday, 11-8, to but you blank them the first two games of that series. So I think – and college softball, I think, is a lot harder this year than people are realizing. Like Oklahoma, what they've been able to do that, is insane. They're insane. One of the girls from um, – Papillion, yeah. She didn't lose a game in her high school career, goes to Oklahoma, and lost her first game the other night. And I was like, oh, I 
feel for her. But they are so incredible this year. That's their only loss of That's the year. That's their only loss of the year. Third and nine and one. Yeah. Her first her first loss in her career. Since. And wow. people have mentioned that's yeah. thirty nine wins. It's not like they're winning forty two. No, they were winning they fifteen were to zero. Them, yeah. I mean, and then they had that one girl what break the NCAA record for home runs home in a runs, career. Yeah. I think like yeah. in the first week of the season. Yeah. So they're they're just Breaking unreal. Records, yeah. And Nebraska, their only losses this season have been two good teams. I will say. I mean, there was a few, but I think San Diego's pretty good. They lost a couple of games to them. Those were their last two losses. But UCF's pretty good. Lost a game to them. Uh, South Dakota State let one slip away there. I think. Um, KU they lost there, but that was all of these games that they lost have been at the beginning of the season yeah, where you're just early and you trying to figure yep. things out. They. And also at the beginning of the season, they were moving a bunch of players around trying to find their position. So that's another thing, like, I don't know. Later in the season is when you really know, like, what teams are good, and I think Nebraska definitely is one of them. 33-9, and 13-0 in the country. And we're going to talk about the offense is just amazing. Obviously their yeah. pitching has been really good this year, but the offense, I mean – Billy Andrews, Brooke Andrews, Sydney Gray, yeah. all those all those girls have just been literally tattooing balls. Yeah. It's insane how good they are. Yeah. Everybody. And that just goes to show I mean, when you when you can go through your order one through nine and not see a weak spot, that's when you know like, hey, we're pretty good, right? Yeah, and I they filled in they switch out players all the time. I know. Brooke Andrews filled in uh, a couple weeks ago and stepped in middle of the at bat hit a home run. So it's like any player can step up at any time. That's that's what makes them so good. Eight players with a batting average above 300. And then you add 290 and 260 60. in there. That makes 10. Yeah. 10 above 230. So even part of their bench, yeah. is, that's still qualified too. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, average Olivia stuff. Farrell's at 262. It's mean, just crazy. Kaylin Kenny. How about that story, though? Kaylin Kinney, yeah, Boston that yeah, Homer, yeah, on the right, day on the day of her her father her father passed away, correct? Yeah, in the fall. Yep, yep. And was it his birthday or? It was his birthday, yeah. And, and he, she stepped up and just yep. crushed one. Yeah, hit the wall on the building out there, and every the coach said everybody knew, and yeah, crazy, so so crazy. Very emotional moment. Yeah. I mean, I I couldn't imagine running around the base like if if I was yeah. her, like it'd just be tears like water yeah works, you what, know? what do you think when you go up to bat in that moment like it's one of, like the emotions just like come over like the adrenaline just like comes out of, you know yeah like you just get this wave of just that doesn't happen to you too many times in life where you just like you're just like i there's nothing else i could do but like cry like you yeah. just sit there yeah and just like and everyone's like supporting you and like mm-hmm. you just feel like every you know you're lifted on everyone's shoulders i couldn't imagine what that was like running around the bases for her. but yeah this softball team i mean where, where do you think they can go i mean is is the college is it now that they're they've won 18 games in a row they beat some really good teams is it college world series or bust or right now are you just looking at hey it's super regionals or bust like what's the goal I mean, I mean, obviously their goal is to make it, yeah, but reasonably, I, what do you think a good goal is? I don't know. I think the College World Series is is possible. I would say hosting a regional. I okay, put that yeah. at number one. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I can agree. They, can they get up there in time? Was it top sixteen to host a regional? Yeah, I. Might they're twenty five. Probably gonna yeah. keep winning. Yeah. 
But they got to yeah, they got to keep winning. And they can only drop maybe one, two, three more games. I think Wisconsin season. will challenge them a little bit this weekend, and if they can get two out of three, maybe two out of three. I yeah, I think we're sitting pretty good. And the target on the back is pretty big. Yeah. here too. You've yeah. won eighteen they games win in a row. Our regular season title too. Yeah, haven't that that would be I yeah. think. So if we're gonna set out goals for Ronda Ravel, um, Mount, another Mount Rushmore. That should be first. Um, first should be yeah, winning the Big Ten regular season yeah. title. Yep. Because they've only done that once, and it got taken away. I think that's with some uh, Yeah, I stuff. think that's very reasonable. That would be possible. number one. Yeah, that is because definitely number one. Because if you do that, you'll most likely host a region. Yeah. I would yeah. think you'd be one of the top sixteen teams in the country. Yeah. Number two would be winning the Big Ten tournament. I think. That would be probably number two, yep. but not as big as number one. I would say that's like 1A if you're going to put okay. like yeah. a list yeah, together. The only thing that's nice with the Big Ten tournaments, you get the automatic bid, but they're already going to be in. They're, they, they yeah, they're be. most likely yeah. going to be in. With, with the RPI the way they are, and if you look at Nate Rohr, who is the broadcaster, he, he posts about he, – I mean, he's obviously got to be in tune with college softball all, all around the country, but he says the one determining factor obviously is – um, how did you did in your conference? And then RPI is another big deal. Nebraska's 13-0. They're 27th in RPI in the NCAA right now, which isn't the best in the Big Ten, but it's good enough to where the NCAA would be like, yep, we can stick them as a, as a regional host. But, yeah, so one, win the Big Ten. Two, win the Big Ten. Uh, 1A, win the Big Ten tournament. And then two, and probably in all capital letters and bolded and could be number one, is to host a regional. I think that's mm-hmm. what they're all aiming for right now. You've got three series left, so you got a total of nine games. If you go seven and two, I would say they've got a pretty good shot at that. Yeah, I agree. They've got to have yep. a sweep in there, I would think, yeah. to to really make some noise. Yeah. But to only lose two conference games, you're looking at hosting a regional. And then you have to obviously make it to the second two or the final day of the Big Ten tournament. I would say semifinals are bust for 1A. There's number two. Number three would be then obviously make super regionals. And then after that, the book's wide open. But hosting a regional, I think, would be number two or number one, Mm -hmm. I think, on that team's book right now. What would be considered a successful season, like if they made the super regionals or – I think it's successful right now. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would agree. They. I think it's surprising now, but right. the the farther they they get going, it's hey, we're we gotta prove that we're actually like good. Yeah, I feel and like I think that's what's gonna yeah, hurt them. Yeah, I feel like it's, I feel like they're good, but they still have to prove something, even though they they have everything that would if it was Oklahoma right now in the same position, everybody would still be like, oh, they're a pretty good team. I don't know. 13-0 in conference play, Oklahoma's yeah. ranked number one, 100%. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's the other thing, too, um, that I was going to bring up. Nebraska women's basketball and softball, they haven't been this good in a while. I'm not saying that they haven't been average or right in the mix of things, but they haven't been good to the point where we're talking hosting regionals, maybe hosting a super regional, or we're talking mm-hmm. the NCAA tournament for the women's basketball team, yep. maybe hosting in the NCAA, in the NCAA tournament. Maybe next I mean, year. Yeah, and maybe next year. We, we haven't been talking about that a lot. Both teams have been good, 500 or better, but they haven't been to the to that next tier. You the, know, big, you got, the big stage. Yeah, the yeah. big stage. And so I think that's what's hurting them here because they're not one of those teams right now. They're not an upper echelon yes. until yeah. maybe and now. You do this for a couple of years, then you'll start getting the respect, I think, of – that's another thing, too. you got to build a lot of respect to get ranked. 
Yeah, and I yeah. they just don't have it right now. They haven't been to the top of the summit in a while. So now everyone's starting to catch on. It's just like Nebraska volleyball. They'll be in the top 10 mm-hmm. the whole year, even if they lose 10 games, just because they have that respect yeah. and that know that – if we they're, don't rank them in the top one of the blue, They're one of the blue buds for volleyball. Yeah, I think that's what everybody's, like, focusing on, especially even men's sports here. Like, that's where we want to be. Like, we want to be one of those top teams. and We want it to be like the 90s again. We, yeah, we do. <laughs> we need to quit living in the 90s, I'm that's telling true you too. that. Yeah. yeah. Get John Schrader in here. What, what? He, he, would, <laughs> he would certainly go off about that, living in the 90s. Oh. Um, but, yeah, I tell you what, uh, just – Honestly, it makes you proud. I mean, I don't know. You know, it just makes me so happy that we actually do have some good teams around here. Because I don't yeah. know what I would do if we didn't have if any we good all, teams. If every, if, team, if sucked, every team sucked, would not be fun. Like if you're IUPI and every hear. just team sucks. Like I don't know how you go to school. I don't know how you live. Being like a fan. Got to transfer. Transfer <laughs> to a bigger school. Yeah, yeah. transfer to a bigger place. school. Yeah. Where are we going? If we were transferring, where would you guys go? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Michigan or Ohio State. Okay. I don't think I could – I would love to go to Wisconsin, but I don't like – it's just a hate, I think. I think now – and there's no way I'm stepping foot in Iowa. So Yeah, yeah, I would – Is it just – Or big, Colorado. Is no. it just Big Ten schools or is it any school? It's any school. Any school, yeah. Oh, uh, I never – you could go to USC, UCLA, <laughs> Arizona State. I was going to say USC. If I had the money yeah. and if I was smart or smarter, <laughs> I would go with SC and go with L.A. I just feel like yeah. that would be perfect atmosphere. Some California school probably at least. Enjoy yeah. like warm weather the whole year. Great academics, great social life, good sports. Just has everything. Living the dream. I can't believe Ethan actually looked at academics there. I would have yeah. just been like, screw it. I'll just I mean, go, yeah. I'll go live in LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> no, I would say Michigan. Do you know how fun that would be to go to a Michigan-Ohio State game like as a student? Dude, and, just be like, dude, and they're good. Like, at, screaming at They're the good at every yeah. sport too. Yes. Football, basketball, hockey. Baseball, yeah, baseball. They almost baseball, won the title a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah, so in Ohio State too, like they're not so good at some other sports, but to have your basketball and your football team be your top two, yeah. be your top two, yeah. like that'd be so much. That fun. helps with the money too. Be, yeah, be so much fun. But I guess so that would be right. What about you? Oh, Duke, obviously. Oh. Oh. <laughs> the sports, enjoy well, basketball. Enjoy that pathetic football program. <laughs> <laughs> they make a bowl game every once. I would go to That's Miami. Miami. Lately, they've been yeah. University Miami. of Miami, Ohio. What? Miami, oh. Ohio. No. <laughs> no. Big Ben, Big Ben, Ralph. Big Ben, right? Yeah. No, but Red Miami, <laughs> Florida. Yeah. That'd be fun. That would be fun. That would be fun. That'd be a good time. Especially if their football team gets good again. That'd be a lot of yeah. I think, feel like I think they might have a chance. They do. I mean, With Cristobal's, Cristobal's got a shot. Yeah. 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 All right. So, Nebraska softball team obviously dominating. Just, and we'll see how that turns out. Baseball team sucks. Always horrible. Yeah. Horrible this year. I miss last I year. I Such a thought they down. were gonna have a good season too. It's like they get hyped up so much and then yeah. all our men's sports get hyped up and yeah. then they just disappoint. Yeah. That's what I, I mean, learned. If I told you on February seventeenth that we'd be fourteen and twenty one. I'd say you'd be losing your mind. And yeah. four and five in the big ten. I, I would say at worst would be like twenty and fifteen or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Flip it around. At the absolute worst, yeah. Just crazy. And the fact that um we're so happy we beat North Dakota State, which they're a good team, yeah. no lie. It's still a win, but it's a win. That's kind of what we're. We just want, yeah, just want to win though. Just w- one I win mean, at a time. What's the What's the big issue that you guys see out of this team? Pitching. Yeah, I would say pitching. 
Pitching and hitting. Pitching and hitting. Lost a lot. It's like lot. the two things that you uh, need yeah. to be a good team. And they're just so average. Yeah. yeah. Everything. Where um, college baseball is such a thin margin, especially in college, of winning and losing compared to the MLB, I feel like. Yeah. Because um, there's good teams and bad teams in the MLB, which I think helps. But in college baseball, everyone's pretty – like when you step out on the field, everyone's pretty even, yeah. I would say. You know, yeah, I would agree. Like, does Florida A and M defeat Tennessee? Probably not, but like but Florida A and M can upset Tennessee. Yeah, like out of ten games, they there's going to be like at least one or two, yeah. maybe a few more that they're going to win. So yeah, so I, but this team they're really young, which I think has hurt them. The freshmen aren't playing as good as the critics wanted them to. Last year, you had the balance of like really good freshmen, Bryce Matthews and Max Anderson, and then really good veterans with like Schwalenbach. And they don't have that this year. They've got really good veterans, but the freshmen just aren't producing. Right. Um, And I think that's where a lot of people are, you know, that's where I think, I think that's the big thing that. They also don't play full games. It's like a few innings. Yeah. They don't realize that bases loaded in the first inning matters just as much as it does in the ninth inning. Right. Because I looked the other day before the game, I called a game versus North Dakota State and they've scored like. 96 runs in the final four innings Mm -hmm. in the first four innings they've scored like 68 runs yeah it's like they they don't know the difference it's like every inning matters and i don't think they've i would like which that that's where the that's where the veteran leadership comes in i think a lot of these guys even i'm not saying anything bad about cam chick or or um, Griffin Everett or any of those guys. They've been tremendous leaders this year, especially Mm -hmm. with an up-and-down season. They've had to deal with a lot of hate and a lot of bad losses, 24-1, to 19-1. I would probably just want to crawl in bed and, like, you know, just sleep for the rest of the year. Just get the season over. Yeah, yeah, just get the season over. And they've kept it alive. I'm not saying – I mean, you can't – it's almost like the football team. You ask that they just at least compete, Mm -hmm. and that's what they're doing. Because we've seen Nebraska football not compete, and I've seen, and I haven't seen Nebraska baseball not compete except for two games, those two games that they got blown out in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, really young. I think next year is going to be kind of the proving factor if they're really good next year. It's a prove it year. Yeah, they're kind of like okay, give you give you last year, which is something that a lot of us Nebraska people have been Are used into. To. Yeah. That's what John Strader would be getting would on be us right year. now. Yeah, John yeah. would be ballistic with us right now for saying hey we'll just we'll give you this year you know or whatever but i think so i think um they built themselves up a lot too i think they were starting to believe that they were one of the top 15 teams in the country and when you get in the nitty-gritty things they're really not i mean they've got a lot of issues and like hitting the ball is probably the number one thing pitching has been getting better it's been better than the beginning of the year yeah the beginning of the year was atrocious but it's getting better and better um, because they've now been in four one-run games, which means your pitching has kept you in it the whole entire time. You just need some hits, and they've had opportunities to do that. Um, but, yeah, obviously not the year that they wanted, not the year we wanted them to have, but it just sucks that they suck. It sucks. I mean, it really does. Right. It sucks. Yeah. This whole school year is just yeah. for men's sports to sucked. Yeah. Let's just say that. Because I feel like baseball was the one team, like, we they looked had, at They had a chance. Yes. And we, you just felt that throughout uh, the whole yeah, year. Yeah, everybody did, I think. Where yeah. the football team sucked, the basketball team sucked, and you're like, at so least we got baseball. baseball. I, I just thought baseball. it would be yeah. a disappointment if they didn't make the tournament. And obviously, unless they win the Big Ten tournament. 
don't think that's happening. I mean, you're seven games behind 500. There's no way. I mean, 18 game winning streak for Ben's home. <laughs> Let's do that. They've got they've got a few more games than the softball team does, so they certainly have a shot. But yeah, your your one goal right now is to perform in the Big Ten tournament enough to squeak in as a three seed into the NCAA. Tournament. It would be if they won every game this year, it would be a 19 game winning streak. There you go. There we go. All 19 right. games. We'll bolt here here on the Amateur <laughs> Sports Hour. Yeah, let's see it. Put put 19 games in the order. I it'll just make me laugh that you just keep walloped first game. I'm just like, well, that I guess is down the hatch. Make it 18 games. Yep. Just start counting them down after that. But they take on Indiana this weekend. Nebraska softball team taking on Wisconsin. So it'll be fun to watch them both um, play. But and Ethan brought it up too. Is it good or bad for Nebraska? That your top three men's programs are horrible and your top three women's programs are amazing. Is that good or bad? Hmm. I don't know. I don't... As a student, it kind of sucks because <laughs> <laughs> those are the... Like all them those are good. the games we're going in 10. Yeah, the yeah. top three men's games. Uh, I don't know. I don't think... I, yeah, I guess I would say I don't. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? It's like it's a tough question. It's like okay, it's great that the women's are doing good, but why can't everybody be good? Yes, yeah. that yeah. that's the point I want to yeah. get to. Yeah, yeah. And Trev Alberts, he he spoke on it, and and uh, he really said, and I think it's something that we should all take in as students too, is that we should appreciate the fact that the women's teams are good, not just yeah, be like, right. oh man, we're so lucky that they're good. You know, it's like no, they're good because they are good. Yeah, you know, it's not. It's not that they're getting lucky or anything. Like these are good quality teams with amazing coaches, and that's something that I pointed out. If you're looking at three women's coaches to build th- your th- those top three programs on, I don't know who else I choose. You're I mean, right, yeah. obviously like Pat Summit and Gino, you know, for basketball. Mm-hmm. But if I'm looking for this day and age right now, there's there's definitely some good, better coaches in each of those besides volleyball i'd say john cook yeah, would be I would number say one john cook is but, definitely one of but if you're wanting to build three programs i think ronda Ravel, she's a thousand game winner yeah yeah why would you not hire her? her yeah amy williams is one of the greatest upstarting coaches in the country right now she everywhere she has gone she has she's won, won and dominated and there's she's no, literally proven that yes she, she can she can turn players into great athletes like i think it's kind of crazy too because Nebraska is kind of known for recruiting in-state um, athletes, and she's done that. And then she's uh, – there's two true freshmen this year, uh, Allison Widener and Alexis Markowski, who obviously proved they should be on the court and then dominated in their spots. So, yeah. And they got Shelly in the transfer portal. Yeah, so, so – Her recruiting's been great. Her recruiting has been phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, so I would take her 100%. I would hire her on the spot. I mean, just like I said, you look at her resume. Everywhere she's gone, she's won. That's Mm -hmm. that's, that's how you know she's a winner and that she's going to bring your program to the highest possible spot. And right now, Nebraska women's basketball is at that spot. And Nebraska women's basketball, if you really think about it, is one of the topper echelon programs in the country. Now, are they competing for a national championship? No. But we had a couple teams that have been undefeated going to the NCAA tournament. They've had a couple of number one seeds. I mean, since 2000, since Connie Yori got here, Nebraska women's basketball has been kind of one of those teams that you look at and go, hey, Nebraska can make a run. And they they haven't necessarily done it yet, but Nebraska basketball is on the up and coming. So, but... I think, like I said, it 
we need to look at it more of these teams are good because they're good, because they have mm-hmm. good coaches, because they recruit good players, because they do everything right. And the now culture. You, the, the culture. culture. For the culture. All of them. Now you yeah. look at the men's teams and you say, Culture's is that good. going down? I would say the only team to give an exception to is baseball, like I said. That's true. Because yeah. it's Will Bolt's second have la- season. You still have last year, You can't too. really yeah. judge a whole lot on that. But basketball and men's football, they should really go talk to Ronda Reville and Amy yeah. Williams and John Cook and say, what can we do better in these programs? How do you guys recruit? I know it's two different types yeah. of things, but who do you look for in recruiting? Because I think that goes along the same thing. Like you said, Amy Williams, she's really gone with the in-state guys. And Scott Frost has brought that walk-on program a little bit back. I mean, it's produced some massive guys, Luke mm-hmm. Reimer, um, as well as Garrett Nelson, who hands down is you know going to lead the defense this year. Yeah. Uh, Nate Henrich, I think, isn't he from Nebraska? I could be wrong. Um, yeah, he's but, from Omaha. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know if those guys were on the walk-on, but they're recruiting in-state. And I think that's where a lot of those coaches lack, too, is that um, vol- Nebraska's, when Nebraska was good at football, they became a football-crazed state. And that's what, and I mean, yeah. literally, that's what yeah, you saw. Right. Yeah. And everyone wanted to go play for Nebraska. Now you got everyone wanting to go play volleyball at Nebraska. You got everyone mm-hmm. wanting to go play basketball at Nebraska, women's basketball at Nebraska. Same thing with softball, too. They have a lot of girls from the Lincoln, Omaha, Nebraska area on that team. Yeah. And that's where you got to, you got to look in state. You got to find, that's what builds your culture. If you have even on small rosters like that, two or three people from Nebraska that understand what Nebraska is. I think that helps a lot. Yeah, I mean, not only that, but I also think the women's coaches kind of look game by game, and men's coaches look so far in advance, like, are we going to make a bowl game this year? It's like, no, focus on the first game. Focus on South Alabama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, That drives me nuts. But And I think it's two different things, too. I will give the men's credit coaches this. They've got to deal with a lot of pressure. And they I think do, yeah. Scott Frost, I couldn't imagine going through the pressure he goes through game by game, week by week. Am especially, I going to get fired? Yeah. Am I not going to get fired? Yeah. yeah, and deals with a lot of that, a lot of off-the-field issues that I think he wasn't expecting. Um, same with men's basketball. I've had a lot of mm-hmm. off-the-court issues that Fred wasn't expecting, uh, COVID really hit Nebraska hard. Not saying that that was an excuse for them because everyone else was going through it, but it hit Nebraska hard. They were gone for a month and a half uh, during COVID. This year, they dealt with some issues too on and off the court. Um, But that just means you're not recruiting the right people. Yeah. You don't, I mean, besides the women's basketball team, neither of those teams have really dealt with off the court stuff. Um, Softball team certainly hasn't, and the volleyball team certainly hasn't. Uh, women's basketball obviously had a little bit of a scandal midseason that's been just glossied over with some paint. Yep. But I haven't heard much of that. Yeah, but yeah, that's what I would say. I would say, is it good for the university? Probably not. I would say. I mean, mm-hmm. I think you'd want every team to win. If I'm Coach Alberts, I, I'm not Coach Albert, but AD Alberts, mm-hmm. I would say, that, yeah. I mean, I want every team to win, but. <clears throat> I want the fans to realize that this isn't just a fluke. Like, yeah. we shouldn't just be going to these games because the men's teams are bad. We should go to these games because these teams are good. And I think that's what Nebraska fans are starting to realize, I hope, anyway. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. But So, yeah, we'll see if that continues in the next year. Hopefully it doesn't. I mean, think about if we have six teams, like a men's basketball and football turning around, and the baseball team has a good year. Think about if we have six teams that are – nationally competing. Imagine this whole, yeah. camp, the whole campus is going to go nuts. 
so many more out and every weekend people would want yeah. to come here and then you mix in bowling and yeah. you mix in swimming and diving which had a really good year this year and the golf team's off to a hot start it's just like you mix in all these other things like nebraska is going to be looked at as hey what are they doing what you know what can we learn from nebraska as a standpoint and it's really going to fall on trev if it's going to continue but mm-hmm. that's a that's a big thing all right let's move on to the most disappointing um topic of the day oh no the top five Husker losses since 2010. And we kind of started typing these in. Chime in if you think one that should be kicked out um, and should be put in. But I'll just name the list now. Don't get too emotional. Number one, <laughs> Nebraska losing to Texas in 2010. So this is after the national championship game. We come, we play Texas. We start the season, I think we were 5-0 and to start that season. Uh, Nebraska was. Number five in the country. Yeah, and we were like number five or number six in the country. Yep. And we move in to play Texas, who was unranked garbage. Their quarterback was Garbo that year. Garrett Gilbert. Yeah, he was Garbo Garbo. And they come in to Memorial Stadium and shut us down. And really took us away from winning a national championship. I think if we win, not a national championship, but uh, a playing chance. in a New Year's Six Bowl, yeah. we had to win that game. Or the BCS back then. The BCS, yes. And, and that was last year, the Big 12, also, or last year we were in the Big 12, too. We still made the Big Ten champion, Big 12 championship yeah. game, but that loss, 20-13 to 13 to a Garbo, Texas team, will live in infamy. And then we went down to Texas A&M, and the officials literally, I can't, I, I mean, that game was horrible. The officials were so bad. But that that team was so good that year in 2010. They were just winning games left and right. This is Taylor Martinez. This is the man, the fastest man in Seattle, Taylor Martinez, where he literally took Wisconsin by the loins and literally just threw him out of the stadium. Like, he just was running over everybody. They defeated Kansas State, like, in one of the most egregious losses in K-State history on the road. And then they come back. They beat Brandon Whedon the next week at Oklahoma State. I bet that's a name you don't remember. But they beat him 51-41. So this team was good. And this Texas loss to me just still stings to this day. I think it's number one because they take that win and you have only a loss to Texas A&M and then you beat Oklahoma in the in the Big 12 championship game, you're looking at a Fiesta Bowl appearance. And instead, we're sitting here and they lost the Holiday Bowl to Washington. They started off 9-1 and one that year and, and lost three of the last four. <laughs> just... Seems pretty Nebraska-like to that me. That is so Nebraska. So yeah. But I think it all stemmed from that loss. That, uh. but yeah, Nebraska losing to Texas in 2010. Number two in my book is 2017. Mike Riley is the head coach. I think that might have been 16. 16, yes, 2016. Sorry, 2016. Mike Riley, the head coach, after a disappointing first season, everyone's saying cut his head off, fire him or whatever. He comes out and he wins. Great start. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven games to start the season. Seven and oh, we were number seven in the country. Top 10 at Nebraska just six years ago. That's That's crazy. (laughs) And so number seven in the country. This is the first year. This is one of the first years of the college football playoff. It's like the third year of it, right? 2014 was the first year. Mm -hmm. So... We go to Camp Randall Stadium. Nebraska does. They go to Camp Randall Stadium to play Wisconsin, Saturday night game. Wisconsin was not on. I think they they were within the top 15. They were number 11. Yeah, number 11. 
and Nebraska loses in overtime to the Badgers, which stings, but just think if they would have won that game, what could have happened? You know, before I mean, Ohio State. Yeah, before Ohio State. Because I think that loss showed, oh, well, shit, like, yeah. Like we can we can lose, you know. Yeah. Or whatever. And then they go to Ohio State and they get blown out sixty two to three. So those two losses in my book are we'll consider it one, but those back to back weeks, Nebraska football literally could have been in the call like if they beat Wisconsin, you're looking at a number five ranking and then you play good at Ohio State, you stay somewhere still within the top for a six. Yeah. And you're still within hunting distance with three games to go against Minnesota, Maryland, and Iowa. And you've got three games to go. And Iowa was, like, good that year, but they were, like, garbo a little bit. Yeah. And you got three games to go and a chance to make the college football playoff. And instead we're sitting here, and 2017 is looked at as one of the worst seasons. Now, the first seven games, I will mention this is who they played, Fresno State. Wyoming, Oregon, Northwestern, Illinois, Indiana, and Purdue. Oregon was ranked, though. Oregon was good. At that time. Everyone else was, eh. Yeah. They weren't the greatest. Yeah. Fresno State and Wyoming, obviously, were horrible. Josh Allen was on that Wyoming team, by the That's way. right. Which is pretty crazy to think yeah. about. And that was the game. I can't remember who picked him off. And then they just was handed it, the ball right back Nate to Gary? him. Was it Nate Gary? I think it was Nate Gary. Yeah. He intercepted it, just hands the ball right back to him, and Josh Allen just threw him on the ground. But... I mean, um, now he's one of the best NFL quarterbacks. Yeah. He was here. Looking back, that 2017 stings a lot. I mean, four, th- three games to go, one loss to Ohio State, and you, we, we got a chance for the college football playoff. Think about that. Nebraska. Yeah. We didn't think that was possible. And there we go. But they started 7-0, and they lose three of their last five, two wins against Minnesota and Maryland. And then they lose 40-10 to 10 to Iowa on the road. And the last bowl game that Nebraska ever played in, they lost to Tennessee 38-24, which Tennessee had that really good defensive lineman that year that went pretty high in the draft. Can't remember what his name is. But he was pretty good that year. But, I mean, what do you guys think about that? I mean, yeah, that was the last time this program was really <laughs> successful pretty much. So It's crazy, right, though? I mean, That one feels like – and then getting – One win. We yeah. could be talking college football playoff. Which that probably led them getting smoked by Ohio State the next week. Was I did. That yeah. tough loss. It's yeah. always one win, though. That's true. Yeah. Tough. It's a tough Nebraska <laughs> team. I'll admit at the time I was rooting for Wisconsin in that game. Of course you God. were. And also, of course. That's and, why we lost. And also the next game on this list with losing 70 to, to 31. 31 in the Big Ten title game. Mm-hmm. 408, 400-something rushing yards combined by Melvin Gordon and James White and Monte Ball. All three who are in the NFL. Yep. All three who have won the Super Bowl, right? I don't think Monte did. I don't know if Monte was on the Broncos when they won. Was he? I don't know. Let me check. But James White certainly has. Who was the other? And has Melvin Gordon won a Super Bowl? But he's been a Pro Bowler. So one of the three, and then the other. But they all did play. Yeah, they all were NFL pros. (sighs) Melvin Gordon, I think, was third string on that team. I hate Wisconsin so much. I hate. (laughs) I hate. I just hate that we play him. Nebraska plays them, and every year it's simple. You stop the run, you beat Wisconsin, and they never can do it. It's like literally just put everyone on the line. That's what I mean. At some point, you just got to put put nine in the box. Put nine in the box and just be like, make Graham Mertz beat us with our with his arm, which he's garbo. Can't he's garbo? So, but 
they just do it anyway. But he'll probably throw like three hundred against us. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, but so yeah, number three was Nebraska losing Wisconsin two thousand twelve Big Ten title game. This team was amazing, stacked to the brim. Rex Burkhead was still here. Taylor Martinez. Taylor Martinez. He. This was the year after he went to like quarterback camp or whatever, mm-hmm. and he came back and he was like, "Yeah, I can throw the ball now." And everyone was like, "No, you can't." And then he proved that he could. Like he actually became somewhat of a, a threat. passer. Yeah. Like he he could throw it, he could sling it, and then he could run. There's, and there's no excuse. This team was stacked. The defense was good. We put up 73 points that this season against Idaho. I mean Idaho State, not good. But 73 points. And we lose to UCLA to start the season. Lose to Ohio State. But then you go back and you win one, two, three, four, five, six games to end the regular season. Win the Big Ten West. Make the national cha- make the Big Ten championship game. And that's the year that wasn't it Ohio State and, and Penn State. Penn State yeah, so were Badger, ineligible. Badgers were that was a bad Badger like for Badgers wise that was a bad team because they were third in the West that year. Yeah. Or, no, no, those. This was, was legends and leaders. leaders yeah, yeah. those terrible divisions. Uh, but uh, yeah, and then giving up seventy to an eight and five team. It makes me want to puke thinking or, about how good that team was. Eight, like I, I'm literally going to get sick to my stomach. They uh, might have been yeah seven and five that year or something before that game. I think that no, they were eight. eight no, four. they were seven and five. I think going into that game. And but Ohio yeah, State and Penn State were out. Penn State through the Jerry Sandusky stuff, and then Ohio State, Ohio State Jim Trestle stuff. Yeah, for, yeah. Tattoo game. And that was the year that they were twelve and zero. So I think we still like if Nebraska would have played Ohio State, they still would have lost. But but they were definitely favored that entering that game against the against the Badgers seven year. and five bad a, a bad bad like a bad Badger year. I want to puke. I literally want to puke thinking about it. It's oh, just, we're just getting started. We have two more losses. I know. I'm like I'm ready to cry already. And, because I remember, like, being – I was st- I was only 12 years old when this was going on, but I do remember, like, we went to one of my parents' friend's house, and me and my friend just sat on a beanbag, and, like, every touchdown they scored, it was like – You couldn't stop them. Like, you just wanted to cry more and more. And Ethan, like, he holds it as a badge of honor. Yeah, Ethan. But, yeah, at the time I was really happy. <laughs> I'm sure you still are, Ethan. Yeah. Deep down inside, <laughs> deep, deep down, down inside, inside the badger like, blood yes. still runs yeah. through. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, I can't blame you. Yeah. I think if I, like if if we were at U, like at Wisconsin now, yeah, you'd still I'd still have. Like, yeah, I'd still. So be your hometown able. team. Yeah, 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 yeah. But God, that that team was so stacked too. Like I'm gonna say it a million times. Kenny Bell was on that team. I mean, he laid that humongous Mongous, hit. Yeah. When we were down so bad, it was like the only like really good that and the Martinez run run the, for a touchdown. That like, Martinez run has got to yeah. be one of the. I mean, when you're talking greatest plays in Husker history, Johnny Rogers running that touchdown back against Oklahoma, mm-hmm. um, Tommy Frazier running it and like literally blowing over. I think it was Florida national championship game blowing over everybody. That's number three. Taylor Martinez yeah. avoided every Wisconsin Badger and took it. It was like 80 yards to the house. And he was like running side to side at first. and then <laughs> He was looking to pass. Up. And, yeah. oh, my gosh. <laughs> I want to puke. I'm going right. to puke. Oh. Yeah, let's All right, let's move game. on. Let's move on to the next game. Nebraska, uh, this one's going to make me puke, too. <laughs> it's um, another Badger win. What so, to, so Nebraska losing to Melvin, this was what year? Like 2014. That was last year. Now, 2013, um, I'm trying to think. We... Wisconsin that year? I don't think so. No, that was uh-uh. the last year before East because, West. No, yeah, because I was thinking because the game before we played Melvin in this one, before Nebraska played him, I guess I can say we. The game before we played 
Nebraska, Wisconsin, this one was the Big Ten title, title, game. title yep. game, and that's when they ran all over us again. But yeah. um, and it was it was Melvin Gordon in that game too, wasn't it? Yep, he had four hundred eight yeah. yards and three quarters in the in the Big Ten title game. Or, and then in this well, one, that's this when one, he had this yeah. one. He had four hundred eight. Yeah, and the snow was like coming down that game. I don't know if you're gonna like yeah. it was snowing, snowing a little at bit. Camp Randall and. It was simple. I mean, Sam you, you, such a struggle for you Sam stopped right the run. <laughs> you you stopped the run. Only twenty five carries. Holy moly! I'm gonna puke. I'm gonna puke. Uh, I mean, and that team was good to start with. They they went into that game. Uh, what is it? Eight and one. If I did my one, wow. two, three, four. He averaged five, sixteen yards six, a carry. Seven, eight. Yeah, eight and one. And we lost fifty nine to twenty four, then twenty eight twenty four. Losing four, losing uh, again, eight and one to start, and then you lose three of your last four. Yep. That's a that. See now, everyone says they want Bo Pelini back. Um, I don't want losing three of four after you start eight and one back. You know. Oh. Uh. Well, maybe now I would because that would get us nine wins, but. At least we make a for one year. For one year, one year I might take that. But I'm depressed. I uh, that game was so bad. I was so I've never been more mad in my life than I think watching that game and just going. It's simple, right? Like to me, like I know it's harder, but like it's pretty simple. To win a football game, you have to stop the run against Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And what does Nebraska do? Oh, let's play cover five and not you know, just horrible. Just just horrible. All right, number five, rounding out the order. I think we can expand this a little bit, but I would say 2021 loss to Iowa is at the top. If oh, we're yeah. going to talk, because we're in a 21 to six lead. I'm going to puke again. Um, so bad. I'm really happy I forgot about it till now. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. I remember watching that game, and it's just like, what are they going to do? Do to screw it up? Yeah. 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 Exactly. That, that was how every game was this season. Yeah. 21 to 9. 21 to 9. A block punt goes for a touchdown. <laughs> Don't remind me of that. And that's when I, I, I remember sitting there with my dad because that's always Thanksgiving. Day after Thanksgiving, me and my dad were sitting there watching the game. And I remember looking at him and go, I told you, I said, they're going to find a way to lose this. They do, game. yeah. And they did. Yeah. They, they did. did. They sure did. And we haven't we've lost we Nebraska's lost seven, Iowa. seven straight games to Iowa I would say you could put any of those at the top uh the top the uh, losing 27 24 and 31 28 and now 28 21 would be all at the top of my list there uh those but this three one, they had such a big chance it's like how do you mess that up obviously they found a way to but not having a special teams coach I yeah. think is how you mess that up yeah Dim wits got and frost, they can't play what. in the fourth quarter, so that doesn't help either. <laughs> oh my gosh, just why do we do this? I don't know it's why I wanted hit. to do this. We have to get get it out. But yeah, so let's move on. Let, yeah, let's start yeah. talking about next year. We got we got a good quarterback, two good quarterbacks coming in. Hopefully, um, hopefully this is the year we beat Iowa. I can feel this it. is the year you're guaranteeing it. On I'm not. I'm not going to guarantee right, it though. Right. But yeah, I mean. Six wins, man. That's all I want. That's all I want. That's so sad. That's all I want. John Trader would be on again. John Trader reference, but he, he yeah. he'd be on at us right now, saying six wins. That's all you want. Six wins. But yeah, I, that's, um, that's, that's, a, that's as a fan. That's as all a fan, I want that, that's to acceptable. make a yeah. bowl game. Yeah, I want to make a bowl game. I want to make the Rose Bowl. 
I mean, the last time Nebraska made a bowl game, Mike Riley was on the sideline. That tells you how disgusting that is in my mind. Uh, should have never been hired. Should have never been hired. Um, nope. It makes you think, though, because Scott Frost was in the running to get that job. Originally? Originally. They, they had reached out to him, and he turned it down because he hadn't been a head coach yet. And I think that was his big deal. And Well... Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. But but I'm just saying, could you have imagined Scott Frost comes here and we lose and we suck and we have been like we would suck. He'd be gone by now. Yeah, yeah, he would be gone by now. He's got to win this year, man. (sighs) All right. Well, any final thoughts on the podcast? We ended it with probably one of the worst topics of all time, (laughs) but it it had to be done. You know, it had to be done. We, We had to get it out. We had to get it out before the rest of the off season, and then we'll. Yeah, we'll get our hopes up, and we'll see what happens this year. If anything changes, probably not. At an all-time high. Hopes are at an all-time high. They are. Every year. It's a Nebraska thing. (laughs) That's That's so true. true. That's true. That's true. All right, that's going to do it for us one more time. Thanks for listening to the Amateur Sports Hour. We'll have another episode coming up soon, hopefully, as well. But once again, check us out. Big thanks to John, Unlimited Sports, everybody that lets us do it. But, yeah, this is episode number three of the Amateur Sports Hour.